0: With the Dalai Lama who said, if your self-compassion does not include you, it's not complete.
1: Hey, 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 welcome back to the coachpreneur Podcast, your go-to podcast for coaches who are ready to become successful Cotrepreneurs. I am your host, Tyler Hall, and on today's episode, our theme for the day is Building Soul Tribe and community online. And for any coach out there, this is probably the number one most important thing that you can be doing for your business is building your tribe, building your community, building that audience so you have a place to share your ideas, to sell, to speak to. You need people who are listening. And that is exactly what we are talking about today is how to build that soul tribe. So it's going to be a great conversation. But as always, we're not going to end the conversation there because that would be boring. No, today's conversation really opens the door on some hot topics, including living as an empath. Uh, what's that like to to coach and be an empath, and how does that hurt? or uh, how does that help your business. We're also diving into the topic of heart-centered action and how we can really take empowered action stemming from a place of love and a place from our heart space. And the last kind of little nugget or, or wisdom that we'll be exploring today is the fear of success. And yes, you heard that right. It's not necessarily the fear of failure that's holding you back, but what if it's the fear of success? So yeah, it's gonna be a jam packed episode as always. And joining me for today's conversation is Michelle Casto. Michelle Casto is a mindful leadership success coach and author who brings alignment protocols to business strategy and change management. Michelle has a 25-year background in the field of adult education, peak performance, and professional coaching. Her particular expertise is guiding leaders to manage power stress so they can access clarity, vision, and empowerment, even when the organization is undergoing major evolution. Her PhD research encompassed the science of success, where she discovered a positive correlation between coaching, mindset, and results. A passionate advocate for empowerment, Michelle helps her clients thrive by employing a potent combination of intuitive, innovative, and strategic success methodologies. Michelle's work has been featured in the Huffington Post, the Cosmopolitan, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the Austin Business Journal, and hundreds of podcasts and empowerment summits worldwide. Michelle is also a prolific writer where she is the author of eight books on the topics of self-empowerment and life and career success. Her most notable titles are The Destiny, Discovery, Find Your Soul's Purpose to Success, and Heart Empowerment for Empaths. She is a very well-rounded coach and I am so excited to share the space with her today. So let's kick off this conversation and let's welcome Michelle to the podcast. Thank you so much, Michelle, for taking the time to be here today. I would love to start our conversation off by just having you introduce yourself and uh, just kind of lay, lay a nice foundation.
0: Yeah, well, hello, everyone. My name is Michelle Casto, and I've been a success and purpose coach for over 20 years, and uh, my specialty is really helping Awakening men and women uh find their path and reinvent their career, reinvent their lives in many instances so that they're following uh the path that their soul is really calling them to. I'm also an author of several awakening books uh that I kind of write about things as I'm going through them in hopes of helping someone who's going through a similar situation. So I have several books on the market. Um One in particular that might help people that are really awakening and wanting to know what their purpose is, is called The Destiny Discovery, Find Your Soul's Path to Success. And then last year, I just put out a book called Heart Empowerment for Empaths, which is geared towards sensitive and empathic people that may still have some emotional wounds that they need to tend to so that they can actually step into who they truly are and, you know, shine as bright as they possibly can. Mm. So that's a little bit about me
1: yeah I love it that that empaths book that is right up my alley <laughs> uh, it took me <laughs> t- it took me some time to really find the balance of, you know, my sensitivities and and all of the feelings that I have um and how to handle that as a coach. And, you know i would I would love to know, like I, I would love to talk actually, before we 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 get too far into this. I would love to talk about kind of being an empath and and how that has how that has positively affected your business but also what were some of the struggles that you faced um going through that
0: yeah I think for me it was the awareness that I was one because like in my generation I'm probably a little bit older than you Tyler (laughs) we didn't have the same language you know an awakening is happening quicker for most people thankfully but there was those of us who laid the groundwork before so um I had I was a sensitive child and didn't know that and didn't have parents that understood that either. So that really set me on a course to look within and, and develop myself and um, find my own way, really. And uh, so empathy is a great gift. And it can feel like a curse until you understand what it is and how to manage it and how to work with it. And uh, I don't think it makes us different or special than anyone else because everyone has the ability to be empathic. It's just I think when you identify with I am an empath, you're dedicating yourself to a course of personal development work and looking within and trying to be the best person that you can be uh, for yourself and for others. And that's the distinguishing factor that I think sets people apart is the willingness to go on that journey to understand oneself. But I always say that it's not just understanding yourself or knowing yourself. It really is honoring yourself because you can know yourself and still not honor yourself and the distinction is to actually honor what you know is true to be about yourself and to me that takes a lot of self empathy and self-awareness and that's that's really what the awakening path is all about
1: well i love i love what you're saying about the distinction uh between the two because for me and coming back to self i think it's it's really hard and, and one of my biggest struggles uh as I I developed my coaching skills and, and the coaching muscles was I, I was so, I could so easily like empathize with other people. And then when I tried to give myself that empathy or give myself that compassion, it was an incredibly challenging thing to do. And to mm-hmm. develop, to yeah. develop all of those, like, you know, that self-empathy, that self-compassion, that self-awareness, it's re. It's easy to teach some people how to do that or to coach them through that, but i I was amazed by how difficult it was for me to actually develop that muscle and those skill sets and you know I, w- I would love to know what sort of advice or what sort of insights do you have on how people can develop you know that self compassion that self empathy um, muscle Yeah,
0: that's a wonderful insight and yes, it's something I understand. Myself, and I think it was the Dalai Lama who said, "If your self compassion does not include you, it's not complete, and so it's very, very true that you know people that tend to be the giving uh tender-hearted kind generative kind of personalities tend to want to give to others um and I do believe that we give what we didn't really receive as a child, so if we didn't receive a lot of encouragement or um positivity we might be really good at giving that and what's so interesting is like you said is like sometimes we're not as good at giving it to ourselves so of course you know as well as i do that it starts with awareness like oh wow i'm not i'm not being as compassionate towards myself as i am to these other people that's step number one and then two is making different choices and um and i i just suggest being really gentle with ourselves Sometimes we're our worst own critics. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really is a matter of stopping in the moment when you tend to go down that negative critical path. And uh, I always put my hand on my heart when I, one of the, I guess, famous now <laughs> for my clients at least uh, things that I teach every client is put your hand on your heart when you catch yourself in a negative spiral and you can say, I can choose peace instead of this, or you couldn't you know, you can say, I can choose compassion instead of this. And it really is a simple little tool that I think puts us in touch with what we're feeling. Yes. And let us feel what we're feeling, but then also puts us in the driver's seat of like, well, what do I choose? And that's a way of being kind to ourselves is making those little adjustments.
1: I love that simple grounding exercise that you just highlighted. And Mm -hmm. because you're right, I think a lot of times we get so caught up in all of the action, all of the chaos of of the outside world and everything that's going on around us that we a lot we forget that at the end of the day it's it's our decisions, it's our choices of how we react, how we how we go about you know choosing to to live and it's so simple to just like place your hand right there on your heart and mm-hmm. connect to yourself and And that's a really beautiful grounding exercise. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I would love to know a little bit more about like, how did you get into coaching? How, how did you start out? Um, when did you know you wanted to pursue coaching as a career?
0: Yeah, I love it. Well, back in the day when I didn't know what I wanted to be, when I grew up,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, uh, was, I was in college and my master's degree was, um, to work in a college, and I did an internship at the career center because I thought that would be a great way to find out what I wanted to be. And so I knew it was something with career development, and it was something about helping people. But after I got my master's degree, I heard about coaching, and I was living in Atlanta, Georgia at the time. And I took a couple classes, you know, over the weekend, and I just knew it was for me right away. I knew it was my path, my calling. And so I took all the training early on. And this is back in 2000 already, um, so very early on. And I just knew it was for me. And then I quickly evolved into the purpose work and becoming an author and writing and the self-discovery aspect. Um, so I feel like it's very much a calling and you, and you know, um, I was always a natural coach as I'm sure many people were in there, you know, looking back on my childhood, I was always one that's coming up with the ideas and supporting my friends through their through their challenges. <laughs> um, so that's, that's kind of how I came into, into it. And of course it's been a journey since then and added a lot of tools and a lot of energy work um, is my specialty. And also like uh, building community and finding those people that are of the like heart and building the tribe has been a part of my journey as well.
1: Yeah. I would, I would love to open up this conversation about building your tribe and, and the evolution that happens As you develop as a coach, because it sounds like for you, it's been a very personal journey. It's been really kind of a, kind of a journey of of finding self and finding meaning in self, and then kind of translating that into helping others do the same thing. And so I would love to, you know, I would love for you to share a little bit about like that journey of like developing you and then developing a community that kind of reflects your heart as a coach
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's such a fun journey because it's 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 a quest and uh so i when i think back on it tyler you know i started out early in my 20s as a coach teaching classes and that's a great way to build community it's a great way to test out your ideas and get feedback and so i i automatically knew i wanted to be in circle with others and then as things came more online, uh, of course, I was an early adopter of Facebook <laughs> back in 2008, I believe. And um, that was really awesome to see that kind of build up and be part of how that got instituted, I guess. And uh, my initial uh, group with Facebook was my quest for success and happiness. That's what I called my group. Um and it wasn't super interactive originally. I didn't really know how to build comu- community or I didn't even think we knew what that was at that point, but you could have a group. And that evolved. And it was interesting, about 10 years later, I decided it was time to upgrade that group and that became uh, the Quantum Success Club. So it evolved to the next level of where I was in my own journey, where I learned that I was able to create quantum energy healing and manifestation with my clients so it grew into that and then just this past year the evolution changed again um on leap day I created ecstatic wise women and that was speaking into that there's so many women that have wisdom you know that haven't been given the space or the platform to share what they know and also that that part of like success is that ecstatic and happy and blissful place that we get to have and we get to choose and we get to create, and so it evolved into that and it continues to evolve and next year, I'm planning on doing a six month container uh geared towards women, wealthy women and um so it grows as we grow, but it very much is in relationship that we become who we're meant to be, and that's why I think coaching is probably the best thing on the planet ever because it is through really it's through holding a container with someone that we're social creatures we grow and we model through relationship and a coaching relationship or a coaching community or a uh, just a, even a group on Facebook you know if you have that similar intention and similar desire for each other's growth it's a very empowering and beautiful thing to you know, to be, to participate in. So each time I created something, I grew and and it was, you know, it happened together. It was very much in union.
1: I love, I love hearing about how introspective your growth has been and how you've allowed yourself the space to change and evolve as you personally involved, evolved, you know, I feel like, and me, I'm just starting my coaching journey. I I really developed my business about six, seven months ago. And so I'm very much in the, in this newlywed phase of, of finding myself and, you know, laying that, laying the Mm -hmm. foundation of it all. And it's so inspiring to listen to you talk about how you really allowed your heart to lead the way and you allowed you allowed yourself the permission to change and to you know kind of shift you know it cuz you've been kind of in this umbrella niche of like spiritual awareness personal development that inner that mm-hmm. that inner self but throughout throughout the history of of your time as a coach you've you've allowed The evolution to happen and and I the point that I'm trying to make here as I beat around the bush (laughs) is I know there are like so many new coaches who are afraid of like declaring a niche or settling into a space because they think they're going to get stuck and Mm -hmm. you know how 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 did you know or how how were you able to develop the awareness needed to to feel confident enough to change and to shift.
0: <clears throat> well, thank you for that uh, reflection. And and I do feel that I have done a pretty good job of following my heart and allowing evolution. Um, maybe not as quickly as my personality would, would choose, <laughs> <laughs> um, but authentically it does happen. And it's um, change management and, and evolution is just something I think my soul carries uh, with it. Like, naturally, it's like what I'm here to to learn. I've had a lot of life changes in my life, too, that would reflect all that. But we only have a little time here, so I won't go there. But it is about evolution. And I would just say anybody who's new, um, it's like step into the water and start swimming and see what happens and play, right, and see the dance that happens and know that you can always get out of the water and go to a different lake. And um, it's a lot of exploration. I mean, Ralph Waldo Emerson has a quote that I think is appropriate. Like all life is an experiment and the more experiments we make, the better. Mm. So luckily I don't really look at anything like, I don't label something as a failure or it didn't work out or, you know what I'm saying? I don't go there. But you allow the experiment and you learn and you say, well, this worked. And what do I really love to do? And, you know, I coach a lot of new client or new coaches myself, and I understand the resistance to hone in, but if you look at it more like play and learning as you go, it's, it it frees you up a lot and it gives you more space to allow yourself to grow. So I say just, just see it as an experiment.
1: Well, I love that you, I love that you see it as an experiment and that you use the word play, um, to describe experimenting because again, and this is something that I've been allowing myself to do more of and which is really kind of what sparked the podcast was I was like, Oh, I get to play. I get to have fun. And it's one of the, it's one of those things that like, until you allow yourself that, that freedom or that opportunity to go out there and try, you, you never know. And I think there are so many people, and this isn't just for coaches, but this is just in general in life. There are so many people who have really great ideas or they have really, you know, great visions for, for what they want to accomplish and they never give themselves that opportunity to, to take the first step. And I love that you said, you know, just get into the water and swim around a bit, you know, and if you don't like this water, you can go find another lake. And, (laughs) you know, this is, and I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this, because I feel like coaching and starting your own coaching business is so different than any other, like, entrepreneurial venture that you can get into. Because it's, you know, we're not, we're not building a product. We're not building, you know, a, a, a new shiny tech piece. We are building the strongest versions of ourselves and marketing that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and that's I would
0: very personal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it, and, 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 you know, it, it comes into like these, these, you know, vulnerability, authenticity, you know, courage, all of these kind of juicy Brene Brown topics that I could talk days and days and days upon. But it's like, <laughs> I I don't know if, it, if it's, you know, for me, like I had to find my confidence as a coach. I had to find, I call it finding my voice. And how, how were you able to develop your voice as a coach?
0: Hmm. By coaching, right? It's like, it's like <laughs> another... it's kind of like another quote that i'll share you know paths are made by walking you know coaches are made by coaching Riders are made by writing it's it's that it's the uh the saboteur or the limited self that wants to hold us back you know and it's the the greater self the best self the higher self however you want to say it that calls us forth and that's the game we're playing here. Um, and I would say, too, that success and money love speed. So the more that you are willing to play, the more that you're willing to get up to bat, the more chances you're going to have to get around the bases, right? You mm-hmm. have to, <laughs> you're not going to get anywhere by sitting on the sidelines. And and I always say also that Destiny loves to dance with people who are already on the dance floor. Right? Mm. It's like, if you're waiting for somebody to come and ask you to dance, you might miss that really good song. We have to get out there. And it's kind of one of those skills that Um, ways of being that you have to choose for some it comes naturally for me the way I was raised it kind of like brought me up that way I had I knew if it was going to get done I needed I needed to be the one to do it and so I had that within me I had that fire and um I'm not afraid to trip because I like believe fall seven times get up eight like all these metaphors I'm tossing Mm -hmm. out there take which ones that that work for you whoever's listening but they're all true, you know, and they're all um, they're wonderful opportunities to find out who you are and what you're really made of.
1: Why do you think, why do you think choice for some people is so hard? Why do we have, why do some people have such a hard time making a choice and, and just taking that first step?
0: Hmm. two main reasons fear of change and i would say more fear of success more than fear of failure because it's kind of like who am i to be so brilliant and amazing right who am i to put myself out there as a coach or teacher for me an author when i first wrote my first book well who am i not to right mm-hmm. and if you if you hold the philosophy of i do that i'm I'm a child of the divine. I'm a child. We all are. Then we all have greatness and glory and wisdom and uh, uh, beauty within us. And, but we hold ourselves back out of the fear of the change that's going to need to probably happen to make space for our soul's calling or our business or our ideal life. And of course, comfort, you know, humans were programmed to. To resist change. I mean, it's been said a million times and yet it still holds true. Uh, but now I will say that is changing because we, the energy and and the great awakening is happening and innovation and pivoting and trying something and it doesn't work. And you try something else and you choose and you choose and choose again. That's going to be the way of the the future. That's going to be the people who actually succeed and find the happiness as we all go through these major changes that are happening. We're going to have to be more adaptable. And if you go back to Charles Darwin, you know, there's a quote that says it's not the most intelligent of the animals that are that survive. It's the most adaptable. And adaptability is a person who's willing to choose and experiment and play and get on the dance floor and go ahead and dance. Even if they don't look that great, <laughs> they're still going to give it a shot. Cause yeah, I mean, I put some things out there that I'm sure were bombs or didn't resonate. Uh, but then I learned something from that, and I, it might, it might, I might toss it completely, or I might take a part of it and run with it in a different direction. Yeah, it's all good.
1: Yeah, I love your you're speaking so largely, but at the same time, it's very like it's very comforting to know that it's just like these tiny, tiny steps that we have to take um and i think it's it's so yeah. you know i i think there's a lot of overwhelm in this idea of like behind change you know and it's like oh my god if i if i ha, if i i need to change and i need to change fast and and quickly and and i have to make massive change and it's really this like idea of like no you just get up every day and you do one thing a little bit differently you know or you change one you know element of 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 how you live your day and how you operate your life. And I think there's, there's really something unique about people who are adaptable. And I like that you brought in that, that term adaptability, because I've always seen myself as somebody who kind of goes against the grain of like standard society, you know, like even when I, when I graduate, when I graduated high school, I really struggled with college because I was like, I knew I didn't want to be there, but I was being told that I needed to be there. But then a part of me was being pulled into this, like, well, I want to go be an entrepreneur and I want to build my own business and and do this kind of this other path. And it it's one of those things of like I think there's I think the more we choose to adapt and the more we choose to go against kind of like that that cut and paste. Photocopy, this is how life is formula, the we're more great. successful we become and the more confident we become because we're declaring what it is that we want versus settling for what society or other people tell you you want.
0: Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. It's one of the first key things I ever learned as a coach was that you get to define success and it's individually defined. I've always held that as a truth throughout my whole coaching career, my own life. Mm -hmm. Um, I always say that, you know, why are you trying to fit in when you were born to stand out?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. What's that all about?
1: Another, another cliche, you know, another cliche saying, but something that, again, cliches are amazing because they, they're universally true. And, you know, it's like, and and for and that's me, Doctor Suit. So, <laughs> and for me, like you know, the whole success and that we get to define success. A lot of people, they they have success already defined for them, and it's even taking it at like a step further and saying we. The first step is to redefine success, you know, and and this idea of like yeah,
0: but before you even go there. We have to be coaches. We have to ask new questions. Mm. The reason why going back to your original question, why don't people make the choices? Why don't they make the changes? A lot of times is because they don't even think for themselves. They don't ask any questions. Mm. You know, when you question and you're open, like it's kind of like people that are super religious, they never really question what they were taught or what they read. They just digested it and accepted it It as true. But A truly spiritual or even religious person has done the deep work of questioning what they know to be true and still arrived at whatever belief system they hold, but it's through the questioning that we become who we truly are. And a lot of people just, it's too much work to question, you know. It's easier to follow the strict box of reality that your parents did or whatever, or society tells you is the way to go. You don't have to do as much thinking there. But even beyond all that, it's not about thinking your way through life. It's feeling your way and knowing Mm. what is a yes for you and what is a no. And that's a big part of my work is helping people become heart empowered and truly to drop into their heart and even their bodies knowing because we have innate intelligence that is guiding us and directing us. Should we just choose to listen and feel, and then we don't even have to overthink it? We just have to feel, but again, that is for people that need to be able to be willing to feel, and sometimes that's not okay for some. Well,
1: let me ask you this question because i'm my brain's moving a million miles a minute, which I love, <laughs> and this just <laughs> popped up to me do you think do you think that everybody? out there is coachable
0: Mm, that's such a great question (laughs) oh i want to say yes um but i also know that there's a lot of resistance and and fear of change and just people that just don't want to change Mm -hmm. so i would say no not everybody is coachable i think they have the capacity just like with empathy they can be empathy sympathetic but you have to make a conscious choice that you're going to go down that path same thing with coaching you have to know your life's going to change um when you step into to that space
1: yeah I just had this like aha of like there are again just reflecting back on my short path here as a coach and thinking when I started it I was so eager and optimistic and like i'm going to go out and change the world for everybody and then i just Uh just sitting here today during this conversation i just went oh no i'm not going to change the world for everybody i'm going to change the world for the people who choose who choose to have their worlds changed you know and and this idea yeah, of- and
0: that's about building your tribe because yeah. not everybody's going to speak your language
1: yeah, yeah. and and, this and is that's a- why
0: it's super important to do that now as you're starting out because not everybody's going to speak the language want to hear it you know it just isn't they're not ready i mean the world is way more ready now than ever and that's going to keep growing
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh but yeah it's like finding the people that that and here's the other tip is like who do you love to work with? Who's fun for you? You know? Yeah. And, and it can be fun and expansive to build a coaching practice and to build a tribe, you know, when you know that you're not everybody's cup of tea. Like I always say again, I'm not tea anyway. I'm more like coffee. <laughs> I'm like Italian rich roast, you know, and not everybody is ready for that. I and love that's it. Okay.
1: And I, I, I think this is a great kind of segue as we, as we kind of take this around, around the bases and, and, you know, finish off this grand slam conversation is, you know, building that, building that community and finding and finding the people who resonate with you. And I love that you, you talked about creating your coaching language and creating kind of like your own, could you expand on that? Could you expand on like creating your coaching language and what does that mean?
0: Yeah, it's like coming up with the the lingo that you know you're familiar with, but also it's like the way you think and talk about your core core things. Now, I will tell you too, a million dollar secret here is like focus on three or four main ideas that you want to put forward. And then speak into those and mm-hmm. develop your language or your program or your tribe around that because we can't be all things to all people for sure. And we've heard it before, but again, it bears repeating um, because it isn't everybody's going to have the ears to listen to what you're saying. I mean, some people, if I say life purpose or soul purpose, they just, it doesn't land, mm-hmm. but I have to use that because it's true. A big part of who I am, I help people activate into their destiny and a purpose that's who I am. It's who I am. It's what I do. Um, so I can't be afraid to use the language. Now, there is a caveat. We do have to also use language in our marketing that resonates with our ideal people. So there's a little bit of a distinction that happens with that. Um, but maybe that's another topic. But
2: mm-hmm.
0: you see where I'm saying, like, because we also have to reach people with where they are and not be too lingo when we're speaking
1: to them, that makes sense. Well, yeah, it, it's creating that balance of connecting to your core, but then also being able to articulate that in a way that resonates with your clients' pain points and what it is that they're Absolutely. looking for, um and, and so,
0: how they speak about it because they may yeah. speak about it differently than yeah. the way you're talking
1: about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is this is juicy stuff. I love it. Um, I would love to know that. Okay, so once you let let's let's talk for a minute. So once you're once you've kind of developed your coaching language and you kind of know what are you know the top two or three things that you speak on that you that you promote that you that you bring to the table as a coach, how do you go out and how do you build that community that really connects to your to your messaging?
0: Mm-hmm. We see a lot of different ways. Now, like a five-day challenge, or maybe maybe do a summit, or an interview series. You could build a group um, around one of your key ideas, or take them through a 30-day, 90-day process. Um, it's really just experimenting, and I think you know, as far as marketing goes, because there's a million different ways you could do it. I would again say keep it simple and choose the the two or three things that feel good to you and feel natural, uh, like. Um I love that I'm doing this interview with you because I really do like the exchange of a conversation.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I'm much better at this than I am doing a Facebook live. So I'd much rather do a two-way conversation as a way of getting my message out, for example, um and reaching my people. So
1: that that is so insightful and I just went I had another mini aha here of like I don't love Facebook lives. Um but i but i enjoy sharing conversations with people and i enjoy connecting with people like you said through these types of conversations and honestly you know this my podcast started on such a whim i didn't even realize that this is a form of marketing you know as a as as you know because for me this podcast comes from a place of love it comes from my heart space and again and i and i share this with my clients is you know market from the heart and a lot again align with what it is that you love to do um and so again it was like wow i didn't even realize i was technically marketing with this podcast because it's literally coming from a place of pure love um whereas like That's i feel like
2: best, yeah
1: yeah whereas i feel like when i do yeah. a facebook live it's like so forced and it's so like i have to be presentational and i have to do this and i have to you know hit this and hit that and you know it's like it's like when we just let go of all of the musts and we just shift into a place of like operating from the heart i i believe that everything Mm -hmm. is possible
0: yeah it's so much easier and also fun and expansive like what's fun and expansive for for me to do, mm-hmm. you know, because that's going to be the most effective thing that you could create, and it will reach people and and at the heart level.
1: Yeah, they'll resonate. Like
0: you that's said.
1: that's so true. It can be, you know, and I and this has been the biggest kind of obstacle for me is realizing that building this business can be fun, and it should be fun if we're mm-hmm. if we're coming from a place of love and we're coming from a place of, you know, authenticity and you know, being genuine with it all. Um, I I sometimes have to pinch myself because it's like, wait, this is my career. This is what I get to do on a daily basis. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just having lots of feels right now.
0: (laughs) Yay, well, that's, I love that because I love people to feel, you know, ecstatic. That's my company name, Ecstatic Success. And that's what we get to have when we choose it. Yeah. So yeah, I totally understand what
1: you're saying. I love it. Well, Michelle, this has been I we could go on for hours upon hours upon hours, but you know, to keep it to keep it succinct, to keep it digestible, you know, I want to I want to wrap up the conversation and as we do that, I would love for you to share how can people connect with you and how can they follow you on your journey and get some more insightful information from you?
0: Yeah. Well, I guess Instagram is my new favorite place lately. So I'm (laughs) Magical Michelle there. And of course, my website, CoachMichelleCasto.com. And I invite anyone to read or listen to any of my books on Amazon. There are many out there. And um, those are a couple of ways to connect and say hello. I love meeting new people. And I love helping women step into their wealthy kingdoms. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm up to now.
1: mm I love it. That wealthy kingdom. Everybody wants that. Well, thank you yeah. so much, Michelle, for taking the time today. As, as we officially wrap up the conversation, I always end the podcast by asking my guest one final question. And that final question is, if you could go back to the very first day that you decided you were going to get into coaching, what piece of advice would you give your younger self to make this coaching journey just a little bit easier?
0: Mm. trust yourself trust yourself
1: trust yourself three times trust yourself three times yeah <laughs> i love yeah. it i three love times. it yes <laughs> always always be trusting yourself i think it's it's so easy to say but sometimes hard to do yeah well thank you so much michelle you truly are magical michelle um i've enjoyed our time together. I appreciate your insights. I, I love the wisdom and it's been an honor to share this space with you.
0: Thank you.
1: And thank you guys so much for listening to the Coachpreneur podcast. Please join me next time for another Coachpreneur conversation. Thank you for listening to the Coachpreneur podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at TylerTransformed. And if you're a coach who's ready to be a confident and successful Coachpreneur then I personally invite you to join me in my Confident Coaches Facebook group. And finally, if you haven't already done so, please help me keep this conversation going by subscribing, rating, reviewing, and sharing the podcast. And be sure to join me next time for another Coacherpreneur Conversation.